Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How are we doing? Are we good? I really hope you guys are doing amazing. I have had the best weekend in a very long time. Um, It's been quite a week. Uh, I have worked, I think, 13 days in a row. I honestly lost track. Um, You guys know last weekend when I did the episode, it was a day late because of work and needing to take some time. Um, I didn't end up getting a day off to the week like I had tried to do. So yesterday, Saturday was my first day off. I actually got the weekend off. Um, My team is fucking amazing. We have uh, a girl sick. We have one who has a broken foot and we had one quit. I got a new person hired in and they started, but let me tell you guys, my team pulled it off. They did the thing. We got caught up and my uh, assistant manager, Liz, is fucking amazing, and she was able to get everything worked out for me to take the weekend off, so much-needed break, and it's been wonderful. Trav and I spent a lot of time together. We spent yesterday getting things done that we needed to do. Um, I caught up on a lot of deep cleaning, unfortunately, that needed to be done. He mowed the yard, which is a huge chore because we have a huge yard, um, for being in town anyway. And just a lot of other things we needed to do. And then we were able to just kind of relax last night and just enjoy each other's company and just enjoy being home relaxing. So it was nice. I worked on my altar. I caught up um, on a little reading on one of my new books. Uh, I I really had a nice day. Today was no different. Uh, We slept in again, which was amazing because I never get to do that. So definitely excited about that. I got a tattoo Um, many of you know I have a B tattoo above my left knee, or kind of to the side of my left knee. But today Trav added the honeycomb behind it, which is so cool looking. We're going to go back in and yet add, uh, like yellowish orange, like a honey color behind it, and then add some flowers. I'm super excited, but it, uh, it's huge and it hurt like a motherfucker. So, yeah, uh, uh, there's that. (laughs) I really like it though. It's, it's really awesome. I'm loving it, but... Yeah, I really just needed to take a break. Like I said, I worked 13 days in a row. Last week, I think I ended up working 93 hours, and this week I had 80-something. Again, I I lost track. There was just so much happening, but I just, I felt amazing this weekend. It's been really nice to just relax. Yesterday's weather was absolutely fucking gorgeous. It was 82 degrees here. I think it hit 83, actually. The sun was shining. The wind was just a really light breeze you can hear the birds chirping and it was just a beautiful day and then my allergies and sinuses started in so one side of my nose is completely stopped up and dry as the sahara desert and the other is runny as fuck so yeah uh (laughs) it's been uh been a day of that it actually started raining last night so that kind of brought a lot of that stuff out again too and it's cold today it's uh, like 43 out I think oh 45 sorry I got to 45 but I was having 82 yesterday and 45 today it's a it's a bit much um I don't love it but it'll be 40s tomorrow I think and then after that we're in the 60s 70s again so I'm super pumped for that but it was very nice just to relax and do a little self-care that was needed so I really appreciated that So, if you guys saw the post, you probably gathered that we were going to talk about numbers and numerology. And honestly, I I fucking love math. I know I sound like a weirdo when I say this, but I love math. It's the one thing that doesn't really change. It's a constant. It's there. You could change the way you find the answer, but the answer is always going to be the same. And I really appreciate that. Um, When I was in school, I really love math. That was like the only class I really cared about and paid attention to. As someone who's dyslexic though, math can be challenging because I have to take my time to slow down and make sure that I have everything correct because I will transpose, impose, what's the, what's the right word? I'll fuck up the number order. There we go. Um, so say it's supposed to be 1669. I will put 1696 or 1966 or something. I will fuck up the order of the numbers. It's just a habit that I have. I think it's because my um, eyes read faster than my brain or my brain just flips shit. I don't fucking know, but it happens. And 
90% of the time, if I got something wrong, it was because I flipped the number somewhere. So my teachers were very understanding about the fact that I, yes, did know what I was doing, but also um, had trouble with numbers and putting them in correct order sometimes. So I would still get the credit for getting the correct answer, even though it was the wrong problem. So, um, but I love math. When I was in college, I, I took a lot of math courses that weren't necessary, but I really liked them and I needed credits. But I love math, and I still have a few of the comments saved. Um, my professors had emailed me, and one of them was um, we had to comment on a message board. So everybody would put make a, a problem, like they would make their own equation, you put up there, solve it, or whatever. Or it would have something, you just had to comment on everybody's post. They had to make one post, and you had to make three comments, total as a person. I loved it. I loved going through and... I'm uh, solving people's equations or helping them out and they're having trouble or whatever. And my uh, professor had left me a comment saying that I could technically be teaching the course. And it just made me feel so amazing because it's the one thing I know I can excel at really well, no matter what I'm doing. Like, I can do math. I love it. And I know it's weird because people don't just don't love math. Most people hate math, but I like it. So when it comes to numerology, I get a little frustrated because there's so much to it. It's so huge and there's so many different aspects to it. But I love it. I mean, I, I I love it, but I get going down that rabbit hole and I take a deep dive and I am down there for days at a time and each part of it, each different degree and um, different sections and different parts and it's fucking crazy. But I mean, if you think about it, we use numbers for everything. Numbers are everywhere. We place a lot of importance on numbers. Time, age, date of birth, money, our height, our weight, our, our size in general, um, how much money we make, how much things cost, placement, statistics, rankings, uh, just so many things. If you do um, a scale, and, and it can be so different because like a scale of 1 to 10... Okay, you know, say, I say, um, oh, rank this uh, restaurant on a scale of 1 to 10. You'd be like, oh, they're 10, they're fantastic. That's great. Whereas if you asked someone to rank them, uh, a list of them in your, in your favorites or whatever, one would be the best and then 10 would be the worst. So things like that are just so funny because a 1 and a 10 can mean the exact same thing in different aspects. It's just crazy. And if you ever think about it, how like... Numbers are everywhere mixed in with our crafts and um, everything we do. I mean, literally everything. Coordinates are all over the place for everywhere on earth. Uh, your exact location is a coordinate. Numbers just pop everywhere and have so many different meanings. And it's really cool. But it's also very overwhelming too. So... Let's take it little by little, and we will uh, we will get into some numerology. Super excited! Alright, so let's dive into it. We've accepted the fact that numbers are everywhere, numerology is everywhere, but what is numerology? Well, basically, to sum it up, it's the study of numbers and their numerical values. It's also a belief that there is a divine mystical relationship between numbers and events, and it's an aspect of astrology dealing with self-discovery, meaning, and life paths. It's used as, pers as a personal guide to life, and numbers can represent a variety of things, feelings, emotions, and so, so fucking much more. It's really hard to put an exact definition on numerology because it depends on how you use it. So in this episode, we are going to talk about a few different ways, but I really feel like this is going to turn into a multi-part episode, at least two, because there are some very in-depth aspects of numerology that I want to get into later, but I really just want to hit the basics to start off and kind of um, get a feel for that. I know a lot of you are very familiar with numerology, 
and have uh, done a lot of work with it. But we also have several, several young witches. When I say young, I don't mean young in age. I mean young in their craft. Or you guys might call it baby witches um, who are just starting out with numerology. And I don't want to overload them with a lot of info at once that may be very confusing or overwhelming. So let's start with some basics first off. So in numerology, numbers one through nine are associated with different things and events. And numbers are found by reducing double digits down to a single digit. However, I'm going to turn my page here. Numbers 11, 22, and 33 are called master numbers and are very powerful in numerology. Most people will not ever uh, reduce them down to a single digit. However, in some aspects, certain people do do that. So, I will explain when that part comes on. But, if we use spells... Oh, sorry. If we use numbers and spells and rituals, they can really empower our spells and kind of give them a boost so I like to carve numbers in my candles like if I'm doing a candle spell I will sometimes incorporate numbers into my incantations or I will represent numbers by the items that I use by using like a specific number of items like three coins or um, two candles or two feathers or whatever the case may be you can kind of get creative and have your own way with it and do kind of how you want Honestly, you can do it any way you want to, to incorporate numbers into your work. I'm not going to tell you how. But for um, the sake of it, some of the corresponding... uh, Wow, my brain just... Numbers. um, Here are some of the corresponding effects that relate to these numbers. So one, power, leadership, new beginnings... Two, mystery, secrets, academia, education, law, medicine. Number three, friendships, celebration, gathering, contracts, and fertility. Also, motherhood. Four, stability, security, property, maturity, also fatherhood. A lot of times when I am doing um, a uh, like money spells, I will add in number four because I want stability in my life. I want security, money-wise, property, things like that. Number five would be construction, engineering, answers, knowledge, uniformity. Um, If you're trying to build something or grow something like, you know, your career or a business or something, this may be something that you would add fives into. Love spells are great. Number six works great in those. Uh, Six is lovers, choices, kindness, passion, Seven, control, decisiveness, spirituality, and the media. Not necessarily meaning like the news channels, but maybe some type of social events or news or something like you're wanting to get some good news. I would throw in a seven to represent media, meaning like news, you know. It could be very uh, play on words here too, guys. Eight, strength, power, persistence, and focus. And nine, achievement, accomplishment, insight, and clarity. So... You can use, like I said, a number of different ways to incorporate numbers into your craft, into your spells, your rituals, your daily life. If you think about it, I mean, it's all around. When we are doing spells, a lot of times it's two drops of this, three drops of that, four coins, five, you know, doll hairs or whatever. Um, the doll hairs is actually an uh, inside joke at work, but... Um, Really, you you can kind of do it any way you see that fits best for you. Me telling you to carve a certain number in your candle isn't going to mean shit if you don't feel that and feel a connection with that process or that theory or that, you know what I mean, that idea at all. So it has to be something you feel works for you. I can do it and it worked perfect for me because it's my feelings, my attachment to it, but you do it. And it may not work because you don't have that attachment or that feeling or that faith in it. You know what I mean? So, all right. We're going to start off with birthday numbers after that. Birthday, birth, your birth number, your birthday number, your root number. So, all right. This is where it can get really tricky and can get into a lot of different aspects of this or that or, um, well, this, you know, this these people told me to do it this way. These people told me to do it that way. 
So I'm going to leave this option for you. I'm going to explain it both ways and you do what you feel best. So your birth number is said to be your lucky number. And I've seen many variations of this over the years. So some take their full date of birth, the double month, double day, four digit year. Some only take the actual day. I mean, honestly, it's, it's whatever works for you. Some reduce it down to a single digit and some keep it as a double digit. It literally is how it works for you. For me, my birthday is on um, the 13th. And 13 has always been my lucky number. Even though I was born on Friday the 13th, I found it to be very lucky for me. 13 has been my number for a lot of things. If I'm asked to pick a number for my uniform for softball when I played or volleyball or basketball or whatever the case may have been, 13 was my number. If I got an option of lockers, it was 13. 13 has always been my go-to. I can reduce it down to four to work in with the numbers that I need to. For instance, um, we're going to talk about birth numbers or root numbers. In that case, I do condense it down to four because it's one plus three equals four. Um, if I'm just using those two numbers for just my one and three, the 13. But if I'm using all four or all eight digits, two month, two digit month, two digit day, four digit year, my number comes out to 25, two plus five equals seven. But I like to just stick with my two digit, or for the fuck. I like to stick with just my day number, which is 13 for my lucky number. But my birth number or my root number, I consider to be four because it's a one plus three. So you can do it any way you want. It's really completely up to you how you want to do it. If you want to pause for a second to figure out your birth number. And then I'm going to tell you what it's said to mean for those numbers. I don't know why I paused. You can hit pause. <laughs> I'm just going to pause in speaking. So... There are um, a lot of different ways to go about this. So, I'm literally like losing shit here. I'm gonna get my little notes out here. So, people who are born under number one are considered to be connected with the sun and are often more creative, individualistic, independent, powerful, or natural leaders, brave, um, competent, and very often complete their missions, they live life to the fullest, and they're very straightforward, very self-sufficient, very driven, very spirited personally, and have a sparky vibe. People born under the number two are connected to the moon, and they tend to be more nostalgic, romantic, as opposed to um, action-oriented. They're very charismatic, intuitive, thoughtful, kind, um, most... uh, Excuse me. Significant ability is to adapt in all situations. They find trouble making decisions and accepting responsibility, though. They are very patient, tender, and personable. And they take time making decisions. I think I said that already. Maybe I did not. (laughs) And they uh, focus their energy on boosting their confidence. Which, trust me, I, uh, I need to learn to do that some more, too. People born under the number three, (coughs) excuse me, they're, whoa, they're beautiful and attractive environment. They, they're a fuck. They thrive in beautiful and attractive environments. They're youthful and upbeat spiritually. They're, they have an insatiable zest for life. Their prize skill is communication. They're eager to meet new people. Jump from, jump from experience to experience, usually have um, denser, smaller circle, or diverser, fuck, I cannot speak, diverse circle of people, fuck. They're very sociable, um, very great at communicating, they're very studious, close relationships with siblings and or their community, which I can tell you, I know a few number threes who are very, very, like, m- literal model of this fucking explanation of number threes one of them is literally like the absolute poster child for being born under number three people born under number four belong to uranus they're very down to earth 
They seek pleasure. They're very trustworthy, full of ideas and opinions, often successful, um, were, have important ideas, usually seek experience that causes intellectual and material things. That doesn't really make sense, but it will. They are um, usually rigid, law-abiding citizens. They're structured. They take pride and find solace in adhering to social norms, which is where I have a problem with. Because if I'm a four, I do not like social norms. So that's where I differ as a number four. And again, keep in mind that you are not going to be every single thing on that list. It's just not how it all is. It's a general description of people born under that number, but it does not mean that you have to be every bit of that or it's not real. So keep that in mind. People born under number five are belong to the planet Mercury. They're known to be very feisty, which draws people to want to be around them. Um, and feisty, I mean, in a good way, like, um, for life, not like feisty, like want to fight. Um, they seem to have a real thirst for living and that draws people to want to be around them. They brighten others' moods. They coexist easily and peacefully, um, as they're very adaptable to change. They like to exercise their brains a lot through challenge with solving quests and puzzles and pushing their own limits. They're very fun loving, freedom seeking. They take risks, but aren't the most responsible at mundane activities, which honestly, who is anymore? Like, we just want to have fun. The mundane life can go bye-bye. But unfortunately, we need the mundane life to live and survive in society. So, you know. People born under number six are usually linked to charity. They have charm. They're honest. They have stability. They're more impressed. (coughs) Excuse me. More impressionable and passionate and caring they're very trusted romantic Um, they love their families and they're more likely to serve others they have a need for leadership and authority within all relationships and aspects of their life they need to be the one kind of calling the shots you know making sure things are getting done or taking care of the way that they need to be people born under number seven are excuse me are um part of Neptune. They have a lot of ties with Neptune. They have a, uh, a need to travel and learn about occultism, spiritualism. They're very mystical. They are intricate and often appear very insensitive and emotional, but are not. They're, um, excuse me, they are truth seekers. They want knowledge and they want it more than no others. They are very very determined to get the truth and to learn as much as they can. They're shy and introverted yet have significant influence on those around them and they're philanthropic I can't say that word philanthropic mind draws people to fuck that is a hard word to say I could write it perfectly but literally saying it was very hard so that type of mind draws them draws people to them for advice. People are always coming to sevens for advice or looking for help. They're very spiritual and intuitive and tend to be heavily invested in partnerships and have a lot of psychic abilities and are very sensitive. People born under eight have ties to Saturn. They're unusual, individualistic, rebellious, eccentric. This aids them in being successful and wealthy. Their organized approach to things makes them strong, goal-oriented, and good management skills. They are natural leaders, imaginative, decisive, and very creative in their ways. They have an affinity with materialism, power, and success. And they have that drive where they feel like they deserve to rule the world and I don't mean it in like a I want to be in charge of everybody I mean like more like rules their own world kind of situation and number nines are associated with Mars people born in nines are usually artistic they approach things in a very expressive and strong way 
They have a strong desire to deep dive into the dark side of the human soul and spirit to really get to know others from inside out. They're sympathetic, spiritual, sensitive. They can appear to be a bit much at times and they have trouble finding others to match their their level. They, um, excuse me, have a tendency to get stuck in the past and explaining why is vital for them to evolve. Um, them explaining why they're stuck there, finding that reason why the, they're stuck is really important for them to be able to evolve. And they've got to learn to expand. And I could tell you some nines for sure that 100% are dealing with some of this shit right now. Um, we will dive into 11s, 22s, and 33s. Because they are the super numbers. So, as I said before, 11s, 22s, and 33s are really known as, like, major magical numbers. 11s are charismatic. They are super intuitive. Um, they are really one to help and heal those who seek enlightenment. 22, dreamy personality, puts their goals and dreams into reality, and they're considered to be a master builder. 33s are super spiritual and philanthropic. I know, I didn't say that right. Personality, and they want to aid and elevate humanity before helping themselves a lot of times. So, if you know anyone who uh, is a 33, tell me if they are not exactly like that, because I swear to God, I feel like so many of them really are. It's insane. So those are basically like your birth number, your root number. It's said to basically explain your personality, your traits, and different things about you. Again, it's not going to be every single one. It's more of a few. And if you have every single one, then perfect. If not, don't panic. And sometimes it's just not there. I mean, sometimes you are a very eccentric person and unique and you don't fit into those norms and that's completely fine. That's an amazing way to be, honestly. So keep that in mind. Now our life path numbers are a completely different story. They are done by taking the full equation of your first and last, or your uh, all eight digits, your first and last. It's all eight digits for the two months for the year. Nope. Two days for the month. Two months for the year. Fuck. Two two digits for the month. Two digits for the year. Nope. For the day. Four digits for the year. I need to stop talking, apparently. I need some more coffee, I think. So, my birthday is 2-13-1981. So, you break that all down. The It's 0 plus 2 equals 2. 1 plus 3 equals 4. 1 plus 9 equals 10, 8 plus 1 equals 9, so 2 plus 4 plus 10 plus 9 equals 25, take 2 plus 5, and I've got 7, so 7 is my life path, alright, so pause, do whatever you need to do to check yours, and then we'll talk about what those mean, so if your life path number is number 1, you are ambitious, you, and, um, excuse me, <laughs> Ambitious, you have commitment and achieve your um, goals and your hopes and you're really set in those things. You have a need for attention and affection from your circle, but you repay them by protecting them and value, valuing them. Valuing, value, you know what I mean? That word is not, words are not coming out today, you guys. You're used to it though, I'm sure, because it's every fucking week. Ones are easily upset with things that don't go as planned, but they get over it. They're very imaginative, dynamic, intelligent, and can be um, argumentative and violent. Not all of them, but can be. A lot of it seems to, um, for many people, seems to stay buried down in there. They don't let that out, but it does brew. If you are one, um, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Ones often work better alone and are usually seen in leadership roles. Twos, on the other hand, are peaceful, emotional, sympathetic, and reserved, and very conservative in a lot of aspects, but not necessarily conservative politically, because, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. They're very perceptive and thoughtful, often limit their own abilities. They possess patience, which is very good. 
They enjoy time in nature, listening to music. They possess the ability to heal themselves and others. Usually are involved in philanthropy, counseling, massaging, or other areas where they can use their abilities to heal others. People with a life path number of three are sociable and outgoing personally. Um, they want to have a good time. They find it easy to make friends with strangers. They're imaginative people with an eye for details. They're usually found working with public in many ways. Life path number four, practical, sensible, pragmatic, and rational, trustworthy, and dependable. Um, they make perfect partners. They're loving, caring, and responsible. They're genuinely respected, rarely dishonest, sometimes rigid and judgmental. Um, dedicated and passionate, usually found in banking, finance, management, science, science, agriculture, and so on. And I say so on because it really is like it's a wide variety of things. Life path number five are usually travelers or explorers. They're keen to meet new people and gain knowledge. They're very inquisitive and uh, curious and want to know about a lot of things. They're multitaskers and able to adapt easily. They are often examining things anywhere and everywhere they go with an eye for detail and a thirst for new information. You'll usually find them in sales or entertainment or government services type of fields. People in with the life path number six are usually, um, excuse me, love and affection and humility are big characteristics that they have they tend to serve humanity for a significant cause they're, they have strong empathy for others who are weak or struggling they have strong family ties with those that they love they provide love and peace and respect for those they're an amazing partner and parent they are very free-minded and um, very warm-hearted usually associated with visual arts or business Sorry, I know my page turns really loud. I should probably pause it and then turn the page and then go back to talking, but I don't really feel like it, so... And I'm sure you guys don't mind. People under Life Path 7 are usually in search of the ultimate truth. They're very mysterious and mysterical, but they have a strong interest in gaining knowledge and wisdom. They have a very balanced mind. They're analytic and sensible. They like their privacy and need their alone time. They're strong, determined, and efficient. They have their own methods, beliefs, and principles. They have a very magnetic charm and are usually leaning more towards business, science, research, religion, investing, things like that. Inventing as well, which I find it very interesting. I find that a lot of inventors are very mysterious and mystical and really are always kind of seeking knowledge. Like, I've just... You notice that about people. You start to pick up on it. And then when you do their numbers, you're like, fuck, that makes so much sense. It's crazy. People with life path eight are natural and prolific leaders. They're excellent management material, especially in finance or business matters. They're very action oriented. People seek power, encouragement, and motivation from eights. Uh, Ace are very passionate and successful, especially with money. They're hardworking and intellectual. They're usually found, again, in finance, business, real estate, law, science, and or some type of management. Nines are humanitarians. They're very generous and very humble. They have a deep sense of affection and empathy. They're always willing to assist. They're idealistic. They're pretty much unbiased. They believe in equality and balance and giving equal rights without judgment. They're creative and directional. They gain money from unexpected sources. They're very lovable and loyal, can be moody and solitary and fearful of many things and a bit argumentative, but it's okay. It's vital for them to keep themselves balanced. You'll usually find them in design, arts, photography, politics, teaching, or law. If you have a master number 11 as your life pack, energetic very specific aura that fills up any space that they enter they're powerful and they energize others they are full of wisdom and truth have a very intellectual soul and very intuitive soul as well they have a natural charm making them the center of attention they're usually investors poets art science leaders of some sort but i'd almost bet 90 percent of them are in some type of art 
whether it be on the side or for their main income. Uh, 22s, considered to be the most special one. Their successful knowledge of uh, money is uncanny. Able to handle different types of people efficiently. They're quite intuitive, ambitious, objective, have large amounts of energy, power and influence and determination. The lack of trust in others' abilities to get the job done is a downfall. They're great lovers who take care and making sure their partner's needs are always taken care of fully. And they usually excel in business and management, finance, politics, lots of similar things. I find that our life path numbers have different meanings to us as we go through life. So what meant to me as being a, um, pardon me, as being a seven for so long doesn't necessarily resonate the same way as it did when I was younger. And I think maybe that is because I have been through a great change in my life and now the words are the same but it has a different meaning to me in a different way for the I mean hands down for the fact where it says you know we're usually leaning towards business science research religion and inventing I when I was younger thought read like the religion part was oh because I'm religious I go to church things like that because numerology was not something that I just did as an adult I did it way before witchcraft too and it's just something that's kind of always fascinating me like I said I love math so it uh it's it's funny to me that it talks about religion because now I am very anti-religion in many ways or pro my own style religion if that makes sense but I I do feel that I am very um determined in my life and a different way before I was determined to find my my reason or find what I'm supposed to do now I'm determined to share that with everyone and to make sure that everybody knows those things a strong interest in gaining knowledge and wisdom is something that I thought when I was younger was um, going to college and learning as much as I could to get a really good degree and make a lot of money now I want to know what is out there like what is going on in the world what is the point of all of this like what is happening and I know my I know my meaning in life I know what I'm supposed to do and I'm doing it every single day I do that and it's just crazy to me to look at how different it is now versus when I was younger versus even my early 20s to now my early 40s how it all the words resonate and make sense but in a completely different way it's fucking crazy it's insane so Let's take a little break and then we're going to talk about uh, destiny numbers, which I prefer to um, call your natural ability number. So we will be right back. And we're back. You guys, what the fuck? So, I just took a quick smoke break because I always do between sections because I am a disgusting human being and cannot stop smoking. But, y'all. So, every now and then I do a Google search of The Basic Witch. I want to see... Actually, what I was looking for was how many episodes there were. And um, somebody had said something about The Basic Witch Podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's just called The Basic Witch. And I'm like, The Basic Witch Podcast. So, I'm like, yeah, it's called The Basic Witch. So, anyway... I get on there and I just do a quick Google search of The Basic Witch. And let me tell you what I found. Somebody created a new podcast this year in 2023. They have seven episodes. And they called it The Basic Witch Podcast. And the cover work looks very similar to mine. With the green. Mine is green writing. But with a book and different altar tools laid out. Everything. I mean, it's just very similar. Like, what the fuck, man? If you guys want to create your own podcast, I 100% stand with you. Please let me know. I will listen to it. I will be down. I will be one of your biggest fans. But don't copy the name. I mean, it's exactly the same. The Basic Witch. And they added the word podcast. But that's what it is. It's a podcast. So, I don't know. I'm just a little upset. But I'm not going to let it bother me. Because I, I don't need that. 
I do not need that anxiety or that stress or that worry, but it just really bothers me. I'm not going to let it, but it is bothering me right now. I'll get over it. I'm going to cleanse ground, center myself, meditate on it, get it out, journal it, be done, move forward. But right now I want to finish this episode and I'm just very, whew. All right. So let's talk about destiny numbers. A lot of people call them destiny numbers. I prefer to call them natural ability numbers because I don't really feel like it is your destiny. I feel like it's more of a list of um, like your abilities, you know, and your characteristics, something about you that's unique. So I call it different. To find your natural ability number, destiny number, moving forward, I'm just going to call it that natural ability number. So to find yours is very similar to the equation that we use for our uh, life path number. Only this time we're going to use our names. Here's where it gets tricky. So each uh, letter is assigned to a number, one through nine. And then you decode your name. But I've always been told to use your birth name. Well... I don't fully believe that that should be correct because, number one, what if you are not going by your birth name because you never went by that birth name or you went by that birth name and it is not necessarily your chosen name, if you know what I mean. Um, For our um, LGBTQIA plus community, we have people who are trans who have changed their name so they don't want to use their dead name. Because they weren't meant to be that dead name. We have people who are non-binary or gender fluid or whatever. And they have a name that they use that represents them instead of their birth given name. So we're going to use whatever name you fucking want to use that you feel comfortable doing. Now, for me, I should use my main name. But I feel like I was meant to be a Godfrey and not a Wilson. And... I've been a Godfrey much longer than I've been a Wilson. I will continue to be a Godfrey much longer than I've ever been a Wilson. So, (coughs) excuse me, you can do it either way. I did mine both ways. Let me, uh, let me, let me tell you that I feel that both of them kind of fit me, but I feel like the Godfrey one is much more accurate description of me. And I feel like the Wilson one is more of who I was before I came out of the broom closet. Not necessarily who I was, who I was trying to find. Let's say that. Let's say that. We'll get we'll, we'll explain here in a second. So grab something to write with. Pause it. Grab something to write with and something to write on. Okay, are you, are you good? Did you, are you back? Alright. So number one represents A, J, and S. Number two represents B, K, and T. Number three represents C, L, U. Four represents D, M, V, like, you know, the Department of Motor Vehicles, which I thought was funny. Number five is E, N, W. Number six is Fox, F, O, X. Number seven, G, P, Y. Eight, H, Q, Z. And nine is I-R. For Wilson, I got number three. For Godfrey, I got number nine. So you guys tell me what you think. So what do these numbers mean when you break it all down? Your natural ability number means a lot of things, actually. So number one, your keyword is originality. You're born to lead. You have willpower, determination, and strength. Number two, your keyword is balance. You're calm, a born diplomatic, you're very persuasive and use powers for good. Your, um, sorry, number three, your keyword is authenticity, which you guys see why doesn't really fit, but also does because I was searching for my authentic self. So, you know, optimistic, a joy to be around and a born to lead others. Number five, four, your key- keyword is stability. 
You're happy and set in your ways. You prefer to be alone or alone with your pets and you're born management material. Number five, your keyword is freedom. Communication is your key. You're very creative. You crave connection and love making new friends. You're born to be involved in news, media, communication, social events. Number six, your key word is acceptance. You are a uh, blessing to the weak and ailing. Your mission is to help people who are uh, often insecure or fearful. I'm sorry, your mission is to help people. You are often insecure and fearful and you are born to heal. Number seven, your keyword is truth. You are logical, expressive, original, and wise. You make a positive impact everywhere you go. You are born to teach or lead. Number eight, your keyword is empowerment. You're great. You have great leadership qualities and your hardworking nature empowers others to strive for more. You are organized and successful with the need to be in charge. You're born to lead and to take charge. Number nine, which you will see, your keyword is giver. All you do is aimed at beautifying the world. You are the change that people want to see in the world. You are very philanthropic, philanthropic. I can't say that word. I, I can't say it. I say it in my head, but when I open my mouth, it doesn't come out the same way. You're charitable and beautiful with a great appreciation for the arts. You are born to improve the world. So you see, I think I am a little bit of both, honestly. And maybe that's just me sounding a little bit um, conceited, but I don't really care the same at this moment. So um, I do feel like I do aim for that. I aim to make things better. I do try to be the change that I want to see. I do want to help people and make things better for them. I do have a great, strong connection and appreciation for the art. So, I don't know. It it really, it really does uh, make me feel like I do connect with that, with the Godfrey one. So, past life numbers. All right. So, I want to talk about these because a lot of people have different um, versions of this or they see it in a different way. For me, I see past life, excuse me, numbers as a way to kind of guide you to dealing with some of your past life shit. We carry that shit with us. This doesn't necessarily have to mean your past life, a whole past life, like a whole different name and time frame and era and everything else. It could literally mean your past life, like your past life is in like your younger self past life. <coughs> Honestly, you could take it however you want. We're going to do the same formula as we did for our life path number, and we will uh, um, come out with that same, it'll be our same number for our past life. We'll say, though, uh, I think that my um, past life number has a lot of things that I really need to work on, so it is kind of a, a, a situation but in a different way. Like, it's kind of like a metaphor for us. So, you'll understand when we get there. My past life number is seven. Um, so, basically, like I said, it is the same formula for a life path number. It's the same number. And this shows you what lessons you need to learn from your past life to achieve peace in this life. So, number one, you sacrificed, you sacrificed, sacrificed a part of yourself in the past. And now it's time for you to gain that back and to be a little bit more selfish for the good of yourself, not being meaning to be like a selfish twat, but you know, you need to put yourself first more often. Number two needs to learn to let go of materialistic things. Maybe in the past you were very um, obsessed with money and having the best of everything and having that reputation of having money and, and all the wonderful goods and things like that. So this would be a time to be a little more selfless and realize that it's not the material things that make you but you as a person that makes you number three could not express themselves in a past life making them repress emotions in this life so this would be someone who needs to gain their voice and stand up for themselves and not be afraid to just be who they are number four was abandoned in a past life by family leaving them very um, feeling very unsupported and kind of lonely. 
need to work on accepting yourself and realizing that other people do accept you and support you and love you and you need to let that love in number five had a selfish personality in the past now they're learning to be more selfless this honestly could hit a lot of us in a lot of ways and some people need to learn to be more selfish and less selfless because they give too much of themselves away so that's definitely um, an aspect to look at number six needs to work on self-acceptance in this life to be truly happy isn't that accurate for a lot of us though honestly like I feel so many of us struggle with self-acceptance in the world especially now as things are getting worse and worse so definitely um definitely work on that if that's yours number seven me very competitive past leaned (laughs) excuse me had a very competitive past learning now to work with others with compassion and cooperation and i'm telling you i can see that because i am a very do-it-myself person i like to do things a specific way i like to um be good at everything i do i like to um, or I feel the need, I wouldn't necessarily say I like it, I feel the need to constantly be a part of things and do things myself and be at the top. And I'm learning to work with others and let others help me and not necessarily constantly rely on myself for things. So it is kind of nice and to see that I'm not crazy and it's not um, just me and my head having a whole conversation about shit that doesn't mean anything because now I have that confirmation that it does mean something. So it's kind of really nice. Number eight, they did not live in reality. Now they're forced to face the harsh realities of existence. So this may mean that they um, lived kind of like in a uh, fantasy world and got away with it. And now they actually have to see what it's like to live in the real world or... Um, someone who was born with a golden spoon in their mouth and, or silver spoon, I think it's silver spoon, not golden spoon, um, basically had everything handed to them and didn't have to actually live like real people live. They were just handed everything and now they actually have to survive like normal people do. (laughs) Number nine has a negative attachment and now they're seeking positivity. I have actually seen a lot of people with number nines who are still trying to constantly get that positive. They get a high off positivity because they had so much negative. And I don't think that it's from this life necessarily. I do believe it truly was from a past life of nothing but hard, 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 hard times. And now they're striving for that positivity and searching for it and seeking for it when it's been around them the whole time. But they're just so used to all the negative and hard hard things that they uh they don't see how positive things around them really are if your um past life number is 11 you never took a leap of faith in your past life and now you're forced to taste take risks in this life to balance that out number 22 spent the past life hiding in the shadows now they must be in the spotlight and let themselves shine number 33 was a pushover in the past life and now has the ability to make the right choices and proper decisions and i think like i said a lot of these can be taken literally or they could be taking taken um metaphorically i think each person is just different and it really depends on the person and what they've been through in life and how they interpret it and what they see and sometimes things like this won't make sense to us in the moment but later down the road something will happen and we'll be like well fuck now all this makes sense from way before so it really is just kind of up to you to um to determine how you want to take it and what you want to do with it and how you want to approach it but it is some really quality information to get yourself started on the path if you're trying to work on things like that. So, uh, angel numbers, there's really not a whole lot that I can give you the actual definition of the numbers or the meanings of the numbers, but I'm going to explain angel numbers. I'm sure everybody's heard of that. Many of you have, but if you haven't, angel numbers is basically seen, um, I like to call them universe numbers, but you can call angel, you can call whatever you want. 
basically seeing repeating numbers or sets of numbers. And this is said to be a message from the universe to get you to pay the fuck attention. Literally pay fucking attention. Something's up. You need to deal with it. So it's up to you to determine what you consider to be constant. We all have that, oh, make a wish at 11-11. I think everybody, at least here in the Midwest, that is a huge thing. People be like, oh, it's 11-11, make a wish. And that is all the time. That's not just as a kid. Like when you're an adult, that's something we still say to each other. A lot of people see 666 and assume it's very bad and something horrible. And as we've learned through tarot, the death card does not always mean death. It means the end of something. And so 666 as a um, angel or universe number could just be a sign trying to get your attention that something is very fucking urgent or it could be bad or something needs to end or something is coming to an end. It can mean a lot of things and there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. So honestly, this is a whole separate topic that would take an entire episode of just talking about angel numbers to get into um, all of those. But I will share with you a few of the more common ones here in a second. So a lot of people think that when they see this, it's only like if you see multiples of the number like, oh, it's 11-11 or 2-2-2 or 3-3-3 or 6-6-6 and that's just not the case. It can be a repetition of numbers. It could be uh, 12-12 or uh, 1-2-3-4 or 5-6-7. I mean, it's literally any combination, but not just the same exact combination. It could be, just be the same set of numbers in multiple ways. Like, say you have, you see, um, 1687 and then a few days later you see 7618 and then later on you see uh 8167 or 7861 it's seeing that same set of four constantly is also a message that you need to pay attention something is going on if you ignore these they tend to get a lot stronger and will come more and more but you don't want to ignore them to the point that you miss the message or what you need to do and it's too late. So when you see this happening or you notice that things are repeating or you're seeing a lot of things happening or popping up, pay attention, find out what's going on and take a a minute to really stop, center yourself, ground yourself, do whatever you need to do to get back to zero, meditate on it, try to open your mind to get that message try to really pay attention to what's happening and sometimes it's it's hard it's not always easy it could be a lot of work trying to figure out what's happening or what the message is we can misinterpret things so it's really important because this message is for you only and only you can solve the message or decode it or figure out what it is and I don't mean to sound shitty when I say that but it is your special message it is your situation it is your notification your whatever you want to call it it, it's for you so only you can be the one who can really decipher what is supposed to be happening and what you need to do Um, we can help you but we don't know your life we don't know every aspect there's a lot of moving parts to find out exactly what it is and what's going on with it so it really is uh, up to you to kind of decide how you want to approach that So real quickly, a few of the more common ones, like I said, um, 11-11 is a sign of creativity and spiritual awakening. Uh, 2-2-2 is balance and stability and, again, harmony. Uh, 3-3-3 is an encouraging to set plans or to take action. If you see 6-6-6, that is um, a sign to, sorry, to resist temptation or to shift your focus to kind of get back on track. And 911 is said to be um, a sign that you're on the right path and you are um, ready for, or there's uh, great opportunities ahead, the perfect path for these great opportunities. So honestly, there's there's so many different meanings and you can literally Google search, say angel number and then the number you see and it's going to tell you um, their version of it. So I mean, honestly, it's just, um, it's just, up to you to kind of see what you want to believe with it you can go on a total deep dive there are so many combinations of numbers that i could go on and on and i really just don't think that we need to take this whole episode to do that so um if you guys want to know more on that we can definitely 
do like a part, like a special episode on angel numbers later. But I am going to do a part two um, later on. I'm not exactly sure when. Where we do dive a little bit more into um, angel uh, numerology. I want to get into um, some karmetic debt numbers. A lot of people tie them with uh, your past life numbers. But they are different as well as uh, some other variations. But also we need to talk about how... Each number has its own energy and vibration, and that is a whole different subject that's going to take us a very um, down a very different road. Um, that will all still tie in with our craft and what we do, and still make a lot of sense. But it's something that we, I, will need to do a lot more research on because it's something that I am still fascinated on. And every time I do go down that deep dive, down that rabbit hole, I am there forever, and I am like off on five different little side fucking snake holes and end up in a puddle somewhere covered in numbers with a headache and very overwhelmed. So we will revisit numerology um, later. I think it is quite interesting and could play a lot into our craft and we can have a lot of fun with it. Um, It is something that we use every day too. I mean, numbers are everywhere. If you think about it and you think about how they just pop up and how they equal their 52 tarot cards there's 52 days in the week or 52 weeks in the year there are so many different aspects of sliding on tiktok i actually saw our video and it people were just mind blown by how it connected and how all the numbers added up and if you take a deck of cards and add up all the numbers as if um the uh uh, face cards like the jacks and kings of queens had a value i think was 10 or whatever it was um they end the equal to 365 it's just fucking crazy how everything comes together and how all the numbers just in the universe all seem to come together perfectly all the time like it's crazy how much of a coincidence but to me honestly it's not even a coincidence but how all of these numbers kind of tie into each other and different things and Tom and I were talking about um the Egyptian the great pyramids the other day and how fucking crazy it was that they were able to build them that long ago and the precision and math that they used is almost impossible for people to figure out today because it is just mind-blowing not only are these pyramids precisely built with very little tools that we that they definitely didn't have back then that would be hard for us to do today but they align perfectly with the earth in many different ways and with the um, stars and sky. I mean, there's just so many fucking things that it all equals out. But the math is just unreal. That had to happen for them to figure it out. And we just don't know how that math was calculable back then. I know that word doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. Calculatable. Yeah. Anyway, math and numbers and all this shit is fucking everywhere. And we really need to start noticing it more and I know that it's going to take you down a deep dive of holy fuckness but it's going to be well worth it um it's just so mind-blowing how much numbers are just woven into the fabric of our lives and everything I mean there's just so much to it and I really love the fact that it is something that I understand because like I said I love math and it's uh, a big part to astrology because your birth chart is all based on numbers and coordinates and things like that so um, I'm going to do an episode on astrology sometime I have a friend who studies a lot of, about astrology and she is going to um, tell us all about it and tell us all the things I struggle with a lot of the astrology because it's so mind-blowing to me and there's so many I could tell you all about mine but I really don't get it because there's so many different aspects of it and there's a lot to it so I'd rather her come on and me not stumble through and spread misinformation that I'm gonna get myself fucked up on so um that's it for this week I hope you guys enjoyed it I am sure it was better than last week's trash episode but um yeah so we'll do a part two later I don't want to keep on numbers right now we'll we got to get my brain a break. It's just a lot of overwhelming information when we dive into that. So I want to uh, leave you guys with an affirmation. And let's just randomly pick one from up here. Because I've got a million of these affirmation cards. So affirmation for self-love. I think we already did that one. 
crazy that I grabbed the same one that we did before. Affirmation for joy. How's that? I am grateful for all the wonderful things I already have in my life and those that are yet to come. One more time. Affirmation for joy. I am grateful for all the wonderful things I already have in my life and those that are yet to come. I like that. I think that's nice. I need to start posting more affirmations. I think we could all use them. I got those little sweary affirmations. I don't know if you guys have seen them real quick. There's a, um, uh, yeah, on Amazon. It's called My Little Bag of Sweary Affirmations. It was like six bucks, and it's a little um, cloth bag like that comes in the uh, Maple Souls and uh, all those kind of ba- or boxes. And it's these little cards that are affirmations, but they all have swear words on them. And I hung them up in my break room on my uh, uh, recognition board at work to kind of get people, you know, give them a good laugh, but also give them a little bit of inspiration for the day. So I think it's nice Um, until HR comes and tells me I can't have those up there. But nobody's complaining. They all love it. So I am keep my people happy. And I think that's what's important. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. I will see you guys later. Yeah, so if you guys have any suggestions, let me know. We'll do a little poll in the group and talk about things um, or see what kind of things people want me to talk about. I have a whole list of shit that I want to get through um, before I take a couple weeks off for my mid or for my end of the season break. We are 30 episodes in on season one. This is episode 91 or 92. I don't remember. Anyway, um, we're going to hit 100 and then I'm going to take a little uh, couple week break. Just to give my brain a little bit of a, a vacation. So I have, hope you guys have a blessed day and I will talk to you later. All right. Love you. Bye.